Hello, everybody, and welcome to In-Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists, editorial board members, and columnists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by Express News reporter Guillermo Contreras. He joins the show today to give us an update in the case of the 2015 shooting death of a man by Bear County deputies. Welcome to the show, Guillermo. How are you doing today? Doing great. How about yourself? Thanks for having me. No, no, no. Thank you for joining the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, so like I said, this is an incident that occurred back in 2015. Uh, it's been an ongoing case for the county. Uh, can you give us a little backstory on what exactly happened? Okay, Luis. Well, um, this all started uh, back in, uh, I guess it was uh, late August of 2015. There was a call from a kind of north uh, northwest Bear County of uh, somebody who was acting uh, erratically and uh, had assaulted a uh, a, uh, his wife and their infant daughter. And so the caller you know, was transmitted through to the sheriff's office dispatch. And so the, the woman who called and uh, said her son also had a knife and was um, there was blood everywhere. And, and on, during that call, the actual, uh, who would be like the suspect or the person, got on the phone and said he wanted to, it was essentially egging the, the police or the sheriff's office to send, in, to send a SWAT team or whoever because he was going to commit suicide by cop. And so uh, this was in response to that. Uh, and it was a domestic violence incident. And the police department released the body cam footage back in December of 2015. And there was also one other video shot from a bystander. Is that correct? Yes, actually, there were there were two videos. One, uh, one was recorded by a bystander like the day of. Well, and and uh, and it was broadcast by a t- local TV station. It didn't show the uh, complete thing, and it was a uh, from a distance. But um, essentially, you got a you got a uh, glimpse of a man who appeared to have his hands up, and you know, being confronted by deputies and then being shot. And the legal fight that has ensued has really taken quite a long time to get through the courts. What do the police say happened on that day? <laughs> Okay, so well, so um, you know, so so basically, we have this, uh, you know, these deputies, a couple of deputies that showed up. One, one arrived first and kind of was involved with this guy first, uh, you know, trying to calm him down. The guy tried to, you know, stab him. He had a knife. So uh, you know, this encounter ensued where you know another deputy arrived, and after a while, um, the deputies ended up shooting this guy, and you know, he apparently, towards the end of about eleven to twelve minutes, he put his hands up. In which, you know, kind of internationally kind of recognizes, you know, I give up or surrender. At least that's the understanding. But so it was uh, the, the big thing about this is that it came out. It, somebody recorded it. So we got one person witness who recorded a piece of it. And then another person who was closer who recorded m- more of the incident. So within a, you know, a matter of days or even within a month of the incident, uh, lawyers for the family sued. You know, and said uh, that it was a, a wrongful, uh, you know, use of excessive force, and uh, you know, so so that started the legal battle. Um, the criminal investigation had just started. It's so it's kind of a, unusual to see the you know uh, the civil a lawsuit being filed before any kind of criminal investigation is is done. I mean, it's, it happens, but you know, it's not. Uh, it's usually there's some kind of criminal investigation first. And so now, just a couple of days ago, on the 24th, I believe, a few days ago, you wrote about how 
the courts have awarded the family a settlement. What can you tell me about the court proceedings and everything that's uh, that's been going on in regards to the court? Yes. So uh, so this case has been you know pending since 2015. Um, you know, the, things go slow in the in the judicial system. It first went to a judge uh, because uh, Bear County was part of the suit. It was named as a defendant along with two of the deputies. So uh, a judge uh, decided that Bear County uh, should be dismissed. That it, uh, you know, there were, you got, when you file a lawsuit, there's certain hurdles you got to jump and, and clear to keep a certain defendants within the lawsuit uh, to proceed. So Bear County was dismissed, leaving only the two deputies. It got, it went to the deputies appeal. It went to the, an appellate court and the appellate court kind of agreed with the judge you know, the lower court judge. And then, so the deputies appealed once again to uh, the U.S. Supreme Court, you know, asked them to ask the court to review it and the court declined. And there was all these uh, police organizations, you know, uh, kind of filing uh, briefs in support, which is basically saying, you know, we think the deputies are okay. Uh, It was a justified shooting. So uh, once the Supreme Court uh, declined to hear it, they got set for, uh, for trial you know, against the deputies. The deputies went on trial. It was a three-day trial here in San Antonio. Uh, and it's a civil case. And eventually the, the jury did find um, that these deputies had indeed uh, violated the, the man's uh, civil rights uh, by using excessive, excessive force uh, wrongly. With them. Yeah, you know, so that was a question and gave them the family. Uh, all in all, uh, you know, most of it was like, uh, the actual damages were like 2.85 million and the rest was in punitive damages, which is basically, uh, you know, the plaintiff's lawyers, the family's lawyers asked for a way to send a message. And that's uh, what the jury did. Five million in punitive damages against one deputy and two and a half million against the other deputy. Also, in that March 24th article, uh, you mentioned that uh, county officials said that if the settlement did go through, that the insurance company might be the ones to pay. And as it turns out, we had an update just uh, yesterday, I believe that that's exactly what's going to happen. The insurance company is going to have to pay. Yes. What happens is that um, basically when, uh, you know, most municipalities uh, carry some kind of insurance for uh, things that might happen with, you know, for their employees, you know, you could have a crash, you could um, uh, involving a, you know, county vehicle or, or a, uh, an employee, you know, city employee who's driving uh, to some, you know, um, function like a seminar or something, and and is involved in a crash, and there's liability. You know, basically, there if, if there's liability found, then their insurance normally pays because it's in the it's what's called in the course of your duties. So in this case, the deputies were on duty. They, uh, you know, this incident happened while they were trying to basically either arrest a guy or get him help or whatever, and they ended up shooting him. And so the insurance is basically once Bear County was dismissed, it turned it becomes only you know it becomes what's called an insurance case. So it's basically the insurer for Bear County pays for the lawyers for these deputies, and then the the, the lawyers are the ones generally handling that. So um, uh, you know it also depends on you know your coverage and your caps, but uh, you know so far here it sounds like. The insurance is going to pay um, all of it, and um, you know, of course, it, there's still a judgment that needs to be filed by the judge. Uh, you know, maybe appeal saying uh, the jury verdict is too high, and, and then the judge will determine that. And 
But once that all, all that is said and done, then um, the insurance uh, will pay according to the deputy's lawyers. And that was actually going to be my next question. Uh, all of this could be further reduced uh, through appeals process that we, we we're not at the end of this yet. Yes. Yes. I mean, uh, you know, there's so many different ways you can appeal in this case because the, uh, you know, it's at different stages because that appeal that the deputies filed, it was early on. It was basically, you know, the case had not been over, you know, it was kind of in the middle. Um, so, you know, the, basically turned it, they were turned down and they had said, you got to undergo a trial first. So now that a trial has been done, a jury verdict's been issued. Now it's, uh, the lawyers get to argue, okay, well, I think, you know, these punitive damages are excessive, you know, those kind of things. So they'll, they'll file all kind of paper, all kinds of paperwork trying to get it uh, reduced saying it's not within the law, you know, things like that. So yeah, there's going to be, uh, I'd expect, uh, what's called post-trial motions first and then you know, possibly appeals unless they're satisfied that that's, that's as far as it's going to go. And, and then, and then that's it. <laughs> Another thing I wanted to get your thoughts on was the Nelson Wolf of it all, where he said he was asked if this would affect the taxpayers in any way. And he said, uh, indirectly, well, what did he mean by that? Yeah. It's kind of like when, um, what he meant is that you necessarily, the, the taxpayer doesn't necessarily pay for this. Like when the County, actually is settling it, you know, if it's a defendant and stays and wants to settle a case and some of that money comes, uh, you know, from a fund. Um, well, that, what funds that, uh, what, what money goes to that fund? It's normally fees or, you know, things collected from the taxpayers. Well, when you have um, an insurance uh, settlement or, uh, you know, in this case, a judgment, you know, it's like when you have insurance and you, you're involved in a wreck and it's your fault. Um, uh, you're found at fault. Uh, what generally happens is that he, uh, Judge Wolf was trying to explain that either your uh, premiums go up or, they, you know, they figure, well, you know, we're too risky, so we're going to cancel your insurance. We're not going to insure you anymore. And that's how uh, he believes that might be passed on to the taxpayers. And, oh, and so if the premiums, if the premiums do go up, then in some, in some fashion, the fees would be, uh, you know, somehow the county might pass on those fees to the taxpayer. And sort of the last thing I really want to get your thoughts on was how the 2020 murder of George Floyd at the hands of police affect this court case. Uh, th this incident occurred back in 2015 and obviously has gone on through today. How did the wave of calls for police reform uh, shape this case? Well, here's uh, the interesting thing to me, I guess, is that. You know, once you had this in the, the, the George Floyd incident in, in the national backdrop since 2020, the Supreme Court basically said, I'm not, we're not going to review this case in 2021. Um, to me, it would have signaled, uh, you know, rather than take it to trial, it would have signaled, you know, if I'm uh, practicing, I'd, I'd, it would signal to me like, look, we're in this, uh, we run a risk now that there's this whole debate that people are wanting police reform that we're going to lose at trial. So I would have kind of pushed more towards settling uh, the case. Um, so, you know, that, that was just, you know, just my analysis, just covering these things for, for a while. But in terms of, you know, the whole backdrop itself, it's uh, it kind of sends a, a national message that um, one of the things that the jury rejected in this case was that these officers were protected by this uh, long, long time uh, legal doctrine known as qualified immunity. Uh, 
you know, police officers have used that as a shield for years, you know, in, in, uh, against lawsuits. Well, in this case, the jury said, you know, it doesn't apply here. It, you know, you can't be protected because it was clear you guys, to them, clearly did wrong. So, you know, I'm sure it's being watched closely by, you know, police unions, police organizations. Like I said, there were some uh, organizations that did file um, a brief supporting the officer's position. Um, and so now this may leave, um, you know, leave the, the uh, police officers kind of rethinking and some municipalities rethinking, okay, on, on, on these types of cases, we might, uh, you know, if we don't want to. Might want not want to take it to a jury because this this is potential danger. We could get, we could get hammered, you know. So uh, either by ourselves or, or our insurance. Um, so it does, uh, you know, it might have a little bit of a chilling effect uh, on some of the actions that police uh, have, and you know, might cause them to think a little more. And then for for those that are proponents of police reform, you know, it's it might be somewhat of a victory. And I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, Thank you so much, uh, Guillermo, for joining the show. I really appreciate it. The article will be linked in the episode's description. So uh, go check it out. Uh, Thanks again, Guillermo. I really appreciate it. Great. Thanks. Thanks.